You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass. Greetings, movie fans, and you're all very welcome to an especially special episode of The Big Review Ski with Omniplex Cinemas and my Omnipass. My name is Owen Doherty. This is my esteemed colleague, Rory Cashin. And... I know I say it's a really special episode mm. every week, but it's actually an unbelievably special. But it's special. pretty special to be in this chair. I feel... Because normally, normally I would be facing you to have a proper argument, yeah, and I feel... taller than me as well? I sure am. That's unfortunate. You only just realised that now? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, I know we've had Brad Pitt on the show, Margot mm. Robbie, mm -hmm. uh, Julia Roberts, Jason Statham, Idris Elba, you know, phenomenal, huge global stars. But, but B-list. <laughs> B-list compared to the two guys that we've got on the show today, who, in their own words, are here to fertilize the nerds <laughs> on the big review ski. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna find out. Yeah, so please welcome to the studio, uh, the guy with uh, jeans that are tighter than the wallet of a Hollywood fat cat producer, and arms that are longer than Avatar's run at the top of the international box office charts. Of course, it's Barry Murphy and Andrew Trimble. Woo! Oh, what an intro. What an intro. These guys are pros. <laughs> <laughs> We've got people holding up giant cards at the back, like frantically. Who I thought lads? you were going to wear skinnier. The whole intro was about how these skinny jeans your jeans either. are. These are like from a, from a basket that I had at home that my wife uh, broke and knitted them onto my pants or to my legs. Are they actually made out of basket? Yeah, I think so. They kind <laughs> of they feel like, like they're basketing. <laughs> like basket pants. Bas basket, basket pants. Nice. That works. So I should rewrite the entire intro no jeans just no jeans. just basket stuff um so you two lads obviously uh, you're very welcome to the big thank you for studio. having us on we're uh, delighted to be because here. people will probably well obviously they know you from your international uh careers escapades. uh your club careers escapades uh your music career as well because obviously uh one part of hermitage green yes are you in any one fifth Andrew? no he was okay you were? Oh, you were? Yeah. Was it S Club 7 or? <laughs> we were, he wishes um, it was S Club 7. <laughs> no, we weren't as radio friendly as S Club 7. We were um, really, really poor. We played the town hall in Coleraine when we were 15. I might have gone to that gig as well. Possibly. <laughs> and we might have got like 30 or 40 people there. And that was us. That was us. It was, that was our pinnacle. <laughs> you went out now. I dropped off from that. Leave um, them wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, at that gig, um, <clears throat> there was a. Policeman came into the, the town hall and then um, uh, Dan, our bassist, goes, does anybody smell bacon? <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the microphone. Into the yeah. mic. Oh, and we got... Um, rock and roll. Yeah. 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 Baz like doesn't N even <laughs> do that at his gigs, no way. Like NWA. <laughs> we got a complaint from the police and we had to write them a letter, an apology letter. Honestly, yeah. That's way more Korean police taking themselves too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so you're aiming for a gig as cool as that at yeah. some point in your career. Yeah. Pick with me, mate. Of course, people now know you as the hosts of Baz and Andrews House of Rugby. That's correct. Everyone's second favourite show. After the GA, after the GA, which is by far the most popular. On Baz and Andrews House of Rugby, I think we have made a routine of saying we know nothing about rugby. But, hey, but we know a bit about movies. And I've watched it. Yeah, it's, like it's, like, Joe, it's like Joe just turned around and said, oh, you do, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see about that. Yeah. So they're calling our bluff. Yeah. They just put us on this show to show that we know nothing about Robbie and nothing about movies. So. Yeah, so every week we loosely try and draw uh, a, com uh, a comparison between what's relevant in the movie theatre that week and rugby. Like last week we took It, Chapter yeah. 2, and tried to make it into... Uh, the fears that they those adults go back and, and approach uh, or try and address uh, to get over the fears that they had as a kid mm. could be something similar to what the Irish team are going through at the moment, going to the World Cup. Everyone fears that they're too small and they're not big enough now to beat England or South Africa, so they need to confront those fears and tell the clown that he's... He might be big, but he's still a clown. Who's in the clown outfit? Which of the England players is it in the... In I think the Eddie Jones. Is Eddie Jones oh, is, yeah. is dressed as the clown, yeah. okay. I like to imagine. But then the other way uh, Pennywise can, can manifest and go into different things. So yeah. like he'll become too laggy and you're just like, you're too big or whatever. I'll just move around you. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. <laughs> it's the perfect mix. Whoever thought rugby and movies would ever not go together? Yeah. The fool. Um, it it's, is, a it is, it's a stretch. It, no, yeah. It's such a <laughs> carving it out. Natural yeah. coming together of the two things. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to be calling this show, uh, what do we call it? The Big House of Reviewski? 
Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah I like for, that. For nice. something like that. Uh, and of course, we've got the Rugby World Cup kicking off uh, this coming weekend as well. Ireland are obviously going to win um, mm. the entire thing. So, sort Fact. of. Yes. Fact. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. I heard it in House of Rugby first and then we're just repeating it yeah. as well. But uh, So if you'd like to get in touch with The Big Review Ski, you can tweet us at Big Review Ski. Uh, you can also get in touch on Instagram. And if anyone wants to subscribe and follow House of Rugby, they can just do that where? Everywhere? Twitter? Instagram? We, all we don't show? know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. That's we keep internet. saying it, but we don't know how to do it. It's out in the internet somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Focus. Focus. Well, <laughs> 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 um, you've loads of followers on Twitter, actually, Andrew, don't you? Uh, yeah. yeah, only because I got started very early. Okay. Uh, I've got 100,000 followers on Twitter. Unbelievable. Got myself a blue tick. This guy here. Baz, he how many do you have? The, I, I don't know, how many have I got? He keeps promising me blue tick. It's around 7,000 we look, because we're ah. going to need Andrew to retweet the show. Basically, that's what we're, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're looking that's for here. Yeah, pretty much. Me. We'll send you the link directly. Um, we always kick off the show with uh, the big question. And for this week's big question, it's over to a very special guest, Baz Murphy. So um, this, is, this is, you were asking all of us a very particular question this week. Do yeah, you? so my big question this week is, if you could be a character in a movie, any movie of all time, what character would you be and why? <sighs> this, was, this was not easy. This was a very, very, very tough one. Yeah. Um, every so often you get questions and it's just boom, know the answer straight away. I had a list of characters oh, that I wanted to be it. here, yeah. So well, I you can to... give your list and then settle on one. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Uh -huh. See, uh -huh. well, I have Roy a hard and rule. fast rule, and it's called the, the own rule, where he we have a question, and it has an answer, and I want to be like, well, I'm start listing them off. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. this one, this one, this one. He cheats his way around. <laughs> yeah. Answering the question by giving more than one. So hard and fast. Just one. You don't use the cheat word around, you know, elite athletes. That's that's not a thing that I'm we just that we I do. I'll be I'll be testing to make sure no one is cheating. For movie knowledge. That's why we, yeah. we had to take a pee in before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the reasons. One of the reasons. So what did you go for, Bass? I by went example? for my one of my favorite movies of all time. And look, it's an obvious one, but it's Jaws. Um, I know a lot of people would give the would give that answer. And my favorite character is Robert Shaw's. Quint, um, I find. Do I do I explain this now? Do you want to? You can not tell explain? us why you would want to be Quint. Okay, well, um, that film affected me massively as a kid. Like I watched it when I was way too young. Like I'd say most of us did, and uh, I would not go in the water for years. I went to my J one to Cape Cod, and I would not get in the water at twenty years of age because it was made on on Nantucket, which is just off Cape Cod, and it was because of that movie. Now I got over it, I, I love the water now, but the, the beauty I think in Jaws for me is when, especially when the three of them are out in the boat on their own, you, you've, I, when I watch films sometimes I get weird and I start thinking about the camera crew around the, the scene or the actors are acting or something like that, but in that scene you don't feel like there's anyone there but the three of them in the boat and maybe you watching and the shark, you're like fucking in it. And uh, the scene when they're under the, the, sh the boat and they're having a pint and they're pissed and Robert Shaw makes the USS Indianapolis speech, um, I just think it's one of the great, I think that is probably, as well as like all the shark scenes, but that scene when he talks about that being in the water after the ship went down, probably scared me more, the idea of being in the water for a week and the stories around how he did it and that he was drunk, did the first take and then, like himself and Richard Dreyfuss, uh, he used to bully him on set, so they create, he created that natural um, kind of vibe that they have against each other where he's, Richard Dreyfuss is the nerd and he's kind of the hard man, and I just love that, that scene, and yeah, that's, that's why it's my, he's my favorite character. I think he's, you don't get actors like that anymore that are, he was born to play that role. Mm. Um, I think all three of them are, I think Roy Scheider was born to be that, Laid back chief on the island, he couldn't have been. He couldn't have been anyone else. Richard Dreyfus and the kind of rich couldn't kid nerd, perfect. And then when he like, I'm looking at it. It's, it's been playing behind you now, and I still get shivers when like he says like they're having that big joke about 
uh, comparing scars yeah. and the two of them start becoming chummy and he's like uh, they're going oh this one was a treasure shark or this one was a bull shark and then he goes what's that one in your arm and Shaw goes that there chief is the USS Indianapolis and that was a good impression yeah great <laughs> and he's like and then for, I mean, even saying that you get the hairs in the back of your neck and or what's the name, Hooper, he knows that it's, he knows what Indianapolis is, but Brody doesn't know what it is. So he's like, what's that? And he goes, 1945, June 11th, we were delivering the Hiroshima bomb and Japanese submarine slams two torpedoes into a side and 1,100 men go into the water. And then after about 12 hours, first shark shows up, tiger shark, it's got 13 feet and, and you know, sometimes we'd gather ourselves in tens of twelves and we'd, we'd, we'd wait and we'd start punching and thrashing if a shark came by and then sometimes he'd look you in the eye and when a shark looks you in the eye, he's got black eyes, like a doll's eyes, lifeless eyes, until he bites you and then his eyes roll back in his head. And then you're like, fuck. And they were in the water for a week before they get taken out. I like. At that Sorry. point, we normally no. It's normally we we throw a clip, but it was. I feel you've you've yeah. already taken. <laughs> care of that. Sorry, no, it's <laughs> great because it was going to be Robert Shaw doing exactly that speech, doing word, word, word for doing word, word. Way version of that my speech. version, and do that. No, no we're, we're, we're keeping that guy. That's that was how you actually do it. Now here's Robert Shaw's lesser version <laughs> from the movie Jaws. You know the thing about a shark? He's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red and in spite of all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. Wow, I'm still... I preferred... I prefer the in studio yeah. one. Definitely, it was There's like it was like being in the front row of a play. <laughs> it was actually of oh, Jaws. Yeah, yeah. I can do the whole thing. Like, play the shark. You're all right. Like, maybe, uh, maybe later. Maybe later. Um, they haven't made a film of the Indianapolis. Thing, no, have the they? incident. No, I don't no, think so. Was that, there ever talks? Talk. That, that, that I'm sure there must. There must have been. Because I think seems... we've just found our lead Hollywood. I can play Robert Shaw. Yeah, but it's um, yeah. There's real kind of. Tense kind of atmosphere now in, in the studio. So Andrew, what? <laughs> what um, Maintain the tone. Andrew. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> okay. what, what answer did you go um, for? Which movie character you'd like to? Okay. In a play? in a in a subtle change of gears. So that was pretty beautiful. Uh, nice. Thanks. Thanks for that. Um, the, the you, whatever it is, I hope you reenact it as well. Why not? So the character that I would most like to play uh, in a movie is Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Uh, so um, I've always loved Home Alone, but um, that's not the reason why I picked Kevin McAllister. So I've got three kids at home. And um, I like to leave them home alone. (laughs) (laughs) I love them to bits. I love hanging out with them, love taking them swimming, doing stuff with them. But I love having the house to myself. And I just wish for five minutes every day I could just be Ken McAllister and have the house to myself. (laughs) Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask? So so that's why I just think he doesn't know how lucky he is. Yeah. I made my family do <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> jokes, jokes. I would um, love if uh, if your kids would be Joe Pesci and what's the other guy's name? They're uh, trying Marv. to they're trying Marv, they're trying to get back into the house and you're trying to keep <laughs> trying to keep your kids out. <laughs> yeah. There's times. There's times whenever Daddy <laughs> You're just throwing pink hands at you. <laughs> there's times where if occasionally like once a blue moon, I'm in the house by myself 
and I'm thinking, like, if, if there's noise at the door, I'm thinking, like, it would be less disruptive <laughs> to have burglars come in <laughs> and tear the place apart. <laughs> but you're thinking, like, the kids come in and they get blowtorched in the head. And yeah, stuff. pretty yeah. much. Get on, son. Throwing bricks <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> Nails on the stairs. The whole, yeah. the whole, the whole so Jack comes in and he, and he uh, turns the light on and I smash him in the head with an iron. <laughs> pretty much. Take yeah. that, son. So that's... So, but so, I, I need to balance that. My, I told my wife I was going to say this and she said make sure people don't think you're a dick <laughs> I love them a bit and I'm just I'm just I, I think Macaulay Culkin uh, was on about that on Twitter recently about doing a remake and he'll be in it at 36 years of age yeah well there was talk of remaking the film which was one of those ones where people were yeah. like don't go near it like it, it probably is going to be remade just as as is without a current age Macaulay Culkin because that would be <laughs> A little uh, bit odd. Blind Boy uh, spoke about it on his podcast where he said it would be uh, it would be too normal because uh, especially in Dublin now so many thirty six year olds live with their parents and yeah, actually, uh, yeah. quite a normal thing to happen. Yeah. So, no, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, choosing to be Kevin McAllister in a film and uh, and Home Alone. Yeah. Um, plus it's set at Christmas time. You just get to spend your whole time as Christmas. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's perfect. perfect. And your own. Um, yeah. And a free gas. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's it. Um, Roy, what did you go for? Right. Um, I may have over th- overthought this question a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I underthought. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the first thing that immediately came to mind was like, "Ooh, James Bond or 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 Indiana uh, Jones, or Batman, or, yeah. or but the, Indiana Jones, sure." But then I was like, they're, "They're always getting shot at, or they're always running away from people who are trying to kill them, and that just sounds exhausting." Um, so I haven't gone with a clip because there's no clip in this film. <laughs> that can be shown on this show. What, like pre-Watershed? <laughs> Any Watershed. <laughs> Any Watershed. What so is can, oh, no. can we just get the, the image up? Let's take a look at the picture here up on screen. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh hello. <laughs> so for, for, so everyone who's watching, you got an eyeful of what's going up there. But so uh, for the listeners, that's Rory. Catherine Trammell from Basic Instincts, um, who is uh, a, a famous and popular writer which is Great. a life yeah. goal of mine. Of yeah. course, yeah. Very rich. Loads no, of money. Another life goal. Uh, bones everyone. Yeah. Literally bones everyone. That, that's and another may, one of your life goals. May or may yeah. not kill anyone she doesn't like, but does but gets away with it. Those are the four most Rory Cash and things. <laughs> yeah. So that so, character suits and she people. doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one. If it was just a different show, it, it would be a good <laughs> but, uh, The camera was a bit lower, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, she's just one of the coolest characters ever. She smokes whatever she wants. She doesn't give. A, she doesn't care. Um, yeah, like I just there's a lot of life goals in there. Rich yeah. writer, having a good time. But uh, yeah, I realise now the that, boning, the boning, the boning. Yeah. Uh, but I realise now it's a slightly different answer to everyone else's no. answer. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. Totally on board. It's, and I don't know how I haven't seen the connection before between, yeah. between the two. Yeah, people. I often get mistaken for Sharon Stone. <laughs> on the it's that white dress you wear around the office <laughs> every time. Can you remind me what's going on in that scene? Because I, I, it's been years yeah, talk since I've seen through. that. In, in this one particular scene, she's yeah. been brought in to uh, be questioned about the death of her most recent kind of boyfriend. Yeah. And he, he's been found stabbed to death like 72 times with, a, with an ice pick. Uh, so they bring her in and she's like, I don't need a lawyer, I haven't done that wrong. And they polygraph her and she passes and everything. So she's just getting questioned by Michael Douglas and all the other uh, San Francisco police uh, homicide investigators. And she just has the whole room in the palm of her hand. She yeah. was like, they're like, you can't smoke in here. She starts smoking. She's like so blazingly honest like about everything in her life she's like yeah I, d- I do drugs and I party and I do whatever I want to have a good time and she just makes everyone in the room so super uncomfortable and it's roasting as well aren't they they're all absolutely boiling and stuff yeah because they turn up the heat to, to make it feel like she's, she's like being investigated yeah. but <laughs> instead it, it actually just Reverse makes all the, <laughs> all the police officers in the room like <laughs> yikes so yeah uh, I love it yeah there. Is that what you were hoping for whenever yeah. you asked the question? Yeah, this is exactly. the kind of stuff, okay. Because I was, because... You expect I was given, like, we're going to give the viewers a little bit of an insight here, but when we were talking about it off camera, one, someone was like, oh, I'm going to be Jessica Rabbit. Uh, Jessica so Rabbit popped the, into my head That was where first. the goal was. I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, uh-huh, is that yeah. what we're aiming at? Yeah. 
I'm always thinking about Jessica Rabbit. That's oh, so fair. that was just yeah. like standard email reply. That's anyway. fair. But um, <laughs> but I actually I actually went for another answer altogether, and uh, I think um, I don't know I don't know what it says because I think the the answers obviously reveal a lot about who we are as, mm. as people as well. Mm -hmm. um, so if we don't want to put my answer up on screen, it's please. It's therapy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, the answer I've gone for, completely coincidentally, no is Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Oh, I thought it was Marv. Yeah, I thought it was Marv. <laughs> yeah. I think you're quiet. I'm you just always calling, the, calling around well. your house. So out of all the characters uh, in every single film and movie history, I, I went through so many of them and I settled on, I was like, do you know what? It's Kevin McAllister Don't and for the it. reasons were one, a bit of peace and quiet, <laughs> free, free house, all the fun with all the gadgets and just like all the pizza he wants, uh, just relaxing. And again, going back to it, it's Christmas time. All your, if I was living as that character. So yeah. I don't know if it's like, it's a naughty thing or what's wow. the guy, we all want to be Kevin McAllister. But that was, we've never had, uh, an answer to the big question where two people have picked the same thing. Wow. So this is, this is a, a show first. Are you two, like, are you best friends now? Well, I think, I think, I think we're gonna, You want to come and live home alone with me? <laughs> we can get Not bunk beds. Not when you ask like that. <laughs> <laughs> I no. went to visit that house when I was in Chicago a few years back. No. Oh, really? Way. Yeah. Oh, uh, and it's nowhere near as big as it looks in the movie. It's a, a little bit underwhelming. So when, you're, okay. when you're younger as well, those houses look huge. Yeah, Gigantic. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say on Twitter, like, what did his father do for a living? <laughs> yeah. Afford yeah. that yeah. house and all yeah. those children. That could afford, like, 30 people to go on holiday as well. <laughs> every at year, Christmas. Yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I presume you watch that every Christmas then? Uh, yeah, I, like, often. Uh, <laughs> regularly watch it. <laughs> anytime it's on. I, um, no, I, love new, I love the second one, too, going to New yeah, York. Lost New York. Yeah. yeah. There was right. a third, wasn't there? I think there was four. four. There was four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they get Straight really forward. Uh, we'll talk about yeah, them. Yeah. No, stick with this one. So, Kevin McAllister, um, uh, I don't have a I've got this clip here. Uh, this is whenever Marv is trying to break into the house the very first time, and they're sure that the place is empty. Kevin hears him at the door and, quick thinking, um, presses play uh, on the videotape and grabs his bangers and a, and a pot. And, uh, yeah, take it away, Kevin. Get the hell out of here. All right, Johnny. But what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. Fair effect. How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? He's upstairs taking a bath. He'll call you when he gets out. Hey, I tell you what I'm gonna give you, snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. That change, you filthy animal. Four phenomenal answers for that. Well, technically. Three. Three. Three, but still three phenomenal <laughs> yep, answers. Very varied. Um, mm. So thanks for the big question this week, Bass. You're welcome. Thanks uh, for asking. Listen, hi. Not a bother. Thank you for asking. <laughs> thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew, thanks for being my soulmate. Yeah. Uh, um, now it's time for the big trailer on the Big Review Ski and uh, each week, because trailers drop these days, they, they mm. drop, that's, they, don't, they aren't released or anything, it's like a new trailer has dropped. So, um, Andrew, you were having a look at all the latest trailers to drop in the past week, but uh, you picked one particular favourite, what did you go for? Yeah, there was a number of trailers dropped in the past week and I caught um, <laughs> one of them. I, I caught Countdown, it's going to be released on the 25th of October, so... Um, it reminded me a little bit of um, Final Destination, if you remember that movie from years ago. Um, a nurse downloads an app, the app claims to tell um, uh, the owner of the phone how long they have to live. So she, there's a couple of guys that she, or, that she works with, They're, they've got 60 years, 50 years, this kind of stuff. She downloads it and it tells her that she's got two days to live. So then she straight away she, she says, oh it's fake, it's definitely fake. But she obviously doesn't believe that it's fake. But I mean, I th this is naive of her, I think, because when I watched it <clears throat> when I was a youngster, 
I thought, this isn't real. But still, before I go to bed, I will have a quick scan of the room. I'll scan for clowns. <laughs> clown scan. Still to this still, day. To just this in day. case, okay? And Your kids uh, outside the house banging yeah. on the door. <laughs> they're looking for clowns. I'm blowtorch you. So, same thing. So, can, uh, Candyman isn't real, but I'll, I'll not be brave enough to stand in front of the mirror and say Candyman five times. <laughs> Fair. So, I'm not going to roll the dice, okay? No that, man. But she rolls the dice. She's an idiot, right? So <laughs> She's an idiot. She's an idiot. She... She's got two days to live. She just goes about her business and then it gets to, she finds herself in a creepy, lonely road <laughs> with two minutes to live. I was going, wow, <laughs> it's fake, but I mean, come on, like, give yourself a chance. Anyway, so, it, the, that, actually, I don't think that's her. I think it's the guy who she talks to, his um, girlfriend. Oh, sorry, because there's a great line she in the trailer. She's like, it's fake, and he's like, that's what my girlfriend yes, thought. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then it cuts forward to, um, do you remember in Final Destination, they go to, there's always like a, a specialist. Yeah. And it was the same actor that did Candyman in yeah. Final Destination. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So we've gone oh, full this? circle, yeah. Oh, Just well, made that realization on the train on the way down. Anyway, they go to this guy, and he's played by um, PJ Byrne. He was in Green Book, and he was Nicky Koskoff in Wolf of Wall Street. Anyway, I found out a little bit about that. Yeah, he's the priest in it. Uh, in this, he's, yes, he's that's a, right. Yeah, 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 gotcha. So, uh, slight tangent. Nikki Kos, the real Nikki Koskov, um, launched a, a lawsuit against Wolf of Wall Street because he didn't want to be portrayed the way <laughs> they thought. What? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, my I got sidetracked. Portray right? Okay. Yeah, I got okay. sidetracked. Anyway, he said he was a good guy. <laughs> anyway, but um, so anyway, it was pretty cheap and nasty. This movie, I wouldn't bother going to see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I'm honest, a cheap giggle. Although, again, drawn three kids. Drawn on the three kids thing, with three kids at home, anything to get out of the house, just stuff your face with pick and mix and watch a brainless movie, then this is the movie for you, I would have thought. Perfect, okay, let's take a look at uh, Countdown, which is not a big screen adaptation. Of the, of the, word, of the word show. Four, <laughs> thing which, is, which is the real shame here. <laughs> Carol Vorderman uh, could have been back. Richard Whiteley, that's what back. I want to know. She's back. Yeah, yeah, they're all back, Rachel Riley, the full panel. Um, yeah, this is Countdown. We're going to get sued. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> our phones have become essential. Apps keep track of our schedules, our fitness, our love lives. But what if an app could tell you how long? I got 63 years. 57 years. Before you die, would you want to know? This app, it's fake, obviously. My girlfriend said the same thing. It knew that app said she was gonna die. So it's safe to say that Countdown, well, one isn't about the TV show Countdown. Unfortunately. That's fine. Okay. It is unfortunately, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, somebody makes them make, uh, needs to make that one and the Indianapolis one. Two films that Hollywood need to, to green light immediately. Absolutely. Um, so, Andrew, obviously you picked Countdown the Trader, but it's not, it's unlikely that's going to be one of your favorite films of all time. You never time. know. Yeah. We have already. I like that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> that's you true. never know. That's, that's positive. <laughs> that's good. Um, obviously, you do love Home Alone. Uh -huh. um, but again, it's not your favorite film of all time. What, what is your favorite movie? Rory, I don't want to get scolded by you. Okay. <gasps> oh. Why specifically me? But, uh, because I, I was going to give some honorable mentions. Okay. No. Oh, because it's multiple answers. Yes. Oh, Go for it. Okay. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Break the Rory Well, rule. I suppose Home Alone would have Special made, guests. <laughs> made it into <laughs> the mix. Uh, Leon might have made it into the mix. Great. Amazing. We. Um, oui. a, a number of Tarantino ones. Kill Bill 2, I suppose. In general, wouldn't be considered one of his. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that would be in the mix. But have you seen the first one? <laughs> <laughs> Too much violence for me. <laughs> um, so, but for me, I've gone for uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, it's just uh, I've watched it so many times, and the the thing, the big thing that I love about it is how quotable it is. Um, so there's a number of rugby lads actually like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves as well. Rory Best in particular. Really? Uh huh. And we would often quote this to each other. Um, I'd say it's probably the movie that I know like, like clo as close to off by heart as, as, as there is, I suppose. 
and there's times uh, whenever Rory would just throw in at an inappropriate moment, like a tense team moment at a huddle, <laughs> he would throw in a little uh, Robin Hood one-liner. I was walking out to the pitch one day and I had my boots in my hand and he takes my boots off me and he goes, no blades, no bows, leave your weapons here. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not just Rory quotes it. There's like mates of mine uh, when we're students, <clears throat> we quote Robin Hood quite a bit, Robin Hood quite a bit. And uh, especially the bit where, so we got into this routine, me and one of my mates, where if he was going anywhere or doing anything, he would always invite me and he would say, join us. And I would say, and I was, and I obviously got into the habit of knowing exactly what he's getting at. And I would go, never. <laughs> and he would go, join us or die. <laughs> Every time. Oh, like, and he's uh, nodding him in the <laughs> yeah. And if it's like we're getting in the car or doing something trivial, that's a scene there actually. We're just seeing behind you. Um, it should never call for as much dr uh, drama as join us or die, but anyway, it cracks me up. But it always works. Yeah, it always works. So I didn't realize that, because uh, most times when people say, oh, this is my favorite film or that's my favorite, I didn't realize it actually plays uh, an important role in your day-to-day -day life as well. <laughs> yes. and forms yeah. most of your conversations <laughs> with the people you're friends and work with. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you've been talking about all this time. All this time, <laughs> Uh, no, it's a phenomenal film. Um, are you a big fan of the, the soundtrack as well, obviously? Oh, absolutely. I thought, I thought Kevin Costner was Brian Adams. <laughs> I oh, well, easy mistake to make, I, yeah. I just thought, I thought, because the, the video for the song is like in the forest, and I, I just, when I was a youngster, oh, yeah. I thought, it's the same guy. Obviously, <laughs> it can only be the one guy. How well is this? Not, not well. The Painted Man, I, I don't think would be the first yeah, thing I yeah, heard yeah. Morgan Freeman, he got his teeth done since, he looks way better, but... Um, uh, and the what's witch. his name? Uh, Christian Slater. He was a dodgy Nottingham character, wasn't he? Yeah, who did, he was uh, Little he was, John. No, he was. No, uh, no, no, no. He oh was no, the he was the brother. Well, he Will. revealed himself as the brother later yeah. on. Will's, Will, no, Will, not Will Slater. Yeah, he's like <laughs> there was a young man from Nottingham yeah. who tried to cross the river, slipped on a rope. Oh, what a dope! Now look at him shiver. Yeah. And then um, he confronted Robin Hood, and he said, "I know now that our father loved you more than me." Then they had this emotional kind of moment where I have a brother. So that was that, that actually he had a good English accent. Costner was. Costner didn't try. No, yeah. he didn't. didn't he make any Costner whatsoever. went the way of Sean Connery. He was like, nope. Of course, Connery shows up as well. Yeah, That's yeah. right. King Richard. Oh, King Richard. Lionheart. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then obviously Alan Rickman's just unbelievable. Just the greatest yeah. And the White Witch yeah. was class yeah. as well, yes. wasn't she? Yeah. All right. But um, no, great shot. Unbelievable. We'll have to go back and revisit that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I haven't Crow seen it in a long time see now. See how badly it's aged. Well, there's a couple. There was Russell Crowe and then there was Taron Egerton as well. They were both Neither of which were any good whatsoever. Yeah. So Us. this and the, the Disney one with the fox. Um, those are the two, oh, yeah. the two iconic ones. Yeah, <laughs> Whenever you were saying Robin Hood, I was like, isn't it? Imagine you picked the same favorite movie as well. <laughs> yeah. well, the cartoon. Let's take it up on screen. No, it's not it. Um, what did you go for, Bass? What, what is your favorite uh, movie of all time? Uh, it's a tough question. Though. It is, it is. And like when I was thinking about this, Jaws is obviously uh, right up there and because I didn't want to go with the same answer for the two. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately about, because it made me think about my childhood a lot and my mm. fears and Jaws kind of tied in with that. I thought about what was a very, uh, a, a movie that awoke me. So my, I had my sexual awakening to this film, probably similar to what Basic Instinct kind of did sure. there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> just waiting. Schindler's List. So it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> that is not the film. <laughs> so the answer is barbed wire. Wow. Right? Yeah. So Pamela Anderson, clearly. There she is. There she there is she goes. in all her glory. Why did you like that? <laughs> Look, it's it's a complicated question. Okay, seems plot heavy. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. you I couldn't tell you what it's about or what happens in it, but it was a very important film to me in my development. So, La landmark, moment. yeah, a yes. seminal, seminal movie. Lits yeah, really seminal. <laughs> mm -hmm. So <laughs> when uh, so when Pamela Anderson first burst onto our screens <clears> uh, on Baywatch, we were what ten? I was ten, maybe nine, ten. And we were at five o'clock on a Saturday evening. I was allowed to look at this girl in her in all her glory. And same with anyone that wanted to look at the lads who were all ripped and stuff like that. It was like 
quite probably inappropriate and stuff, but it was class. And then <laughs> you wanted to see more, but there was no internet back then. I didn't have Playboy, but I wanted to see more. And then Barbed Wire arrived out, and I was like straight to Extravision, got my dad to rent it. And uh, your parents said, how did you watch stuff like that when you were younger? And then she brought out that sex video with her husband at the time, Tommy Lee, and that was the end. The internet happened, and it just exploded, and it was like they invented the, the internet specifically for that for started. distribution. Yeah. yeah. So um, it just so her Pamela as a person um, had a huge part, played a huge part in my life for my okay. teens, and I just have ultimate respect for her because uh, I think as I've grown up now as an adult, I, I respect her as a person. She's mad into saving animals and stuff like that, isn't she? She is. Yeah, she seems quite sound. She was on Borat. She was hilarious in Borat. Yeah. And he was trying to get her in the bag. And uh, this was just one of her, her movies that obviously, because she was such a badass in it, she like, yeah. do it yeah. calls me babe. She lashes your man with a shoe into the face. Girl power. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think having a, a quick read up on, on Barbed Wire as well. It's actually, it's set so far in the future. It was set in 2017. Uh, was it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's when they said uh, it, like that the world had completely changed. It him. did, it was kind of... So 2017 was their distant, distant point in the future for it, yeah. It did have that kind of black rain vibe about it mm. that they were trying to do where it was like doomsday in the future. Wow, look how far we've come. Um, so have you seen it again recently? Has it uh, no. aged better than Robin no, Hood, of Thieves? I prefer to leave it where it is, but when I was researching... Uh, and just looking back into my childhood, I, I decided to write a yeah, song. Yeah, researching. They don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to walk in when you're researching. <laughs> <laughs> I unfolded all those posters that I had on my wall. Just re reposted my attic in my house, old Pamela videos or photos. But I, I wrote a song actually about that experience that I went through. Um, and I'd like to play that for you now, if that's okay. <laughs> Okay. So we've already had uh, a monologue from Jaws. Yeah. Where I you thought this is what Robert we do. Yeah. No, this is great. I thought this is what we do this in this show. Like, yeah. No, I'm enjoying it. It's like a variety hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see me juggle. Again, we're, we're <laughs> juggling on roller skates. Again, it feels like myself and Roy are here front seat and yeah. somehow so Andrew's the unwitting is... member of the public <laughs> who's been dragged up on stage. Am I going to get serenaded? Are yeah, we all going to okay. swoon? So this is like a love song for, for Pamela. Barbara. Okay. A love song for Pamela. A for Pamela. She broke my heart, she came from heaven Every Saturday night on Baywatch Her name was CJ A big double D, babe When I was eleven When I was twelve Rented barbed wire from the shop when I was twelve I used to wank into my sock one minute thirteen I blew my beans when I was twelve When I was thirteen Tommy tied the knot when I was 13 Pam and Tommy rented a yacht and made a film I made a DVD when I was 13 And then I interfered with myself for days I locked myself in my room parents would just leave food at the door and after a while I realised that it was a bit weird because there's a part where she's looking at the camera and she goes hey kids this is what your mommy gets to have for the rest of her life and you're like what you're, you're going to show this to your children and like they don't even have kids yet so it's future kids and that marriage is never going to last because like, he's in Motley Crue and she's Pamela Anderson so it's going to be someone else's kids 
kids. And then you're like, you're going to show this to someone else's kids. It's like, and I was thinking, if my parents made a DVD and a whole world had seen it, would I want to see it? Would you want to see it? You wouldn't want to be left out. Would you? No. No. Your parents made it. I was 14. <laughs> I was walking home from school. I was 14 I couldn't wait to get home to my room but when I arrived my mother had spring cleaned and my DVD was never ever 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 seen again and she never actually mentioned anything about it haven't talked about it. No, it's just gone. I don't need to talk about it. It's just gone. Well, maybe she'll watch this episode, and <laughs> we can finally we'll, get some closure. I don't think we'll this. include it, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Childhood. That was Thanks, wow. Thanks. Thank you. That yeah. was incredible. So touching. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wow, that was. You don't have to show that, but no, there I, will be some editing. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while, we'll, we'll dust down the old bleak machine. <laughs> but we'll get a version right there. The amount of effort I went into that. You lifting the guitar, cutting to us clapping. The first, that was great. The first chord and then... God. Transmission we could do like, there could be a, a, like an after dark special. Oh, 100%. Leave that out. The bigger review, Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, listen, that was, I feel like... Blessed, the big blue ski. <laughs> the big blue, the blue ski. We'll take it. Yeah, 100%. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, well, thank you for You're You're talking welcome. and singing to us yeah. about your That was my fears. Movie. That was my fears. Yeah, my fears. fears. Beautiful. It's out. Um, <laughs> myself and... <laughs> Now it's time for the next section of the show. <laughs> Somehow we have to segue onto the <laughs> no, no, what we... Um, we had some very... Uh, quick fire questions, you know, it's kind of we'll fire out a question and you just give us like a one word okay. answer, whatever pops into your head. Okay. First, but I'm worried about getting <laughs> inside your head anymore. Now, but but um, so myself and Roy just have a, a couple of quick ones here. So this is just a way for the review ski audience mm. to get to know. Okay, we're off camera. Are we? boys. No, we're on. Always okay, on. Yeah, always right. on. Okay. 100%. Always, yeah, always, always on. on. Always on. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll go first. You go first. Okay, mm -hmm. so both of you just shout out uh, your answer to each of these. Uh, Baz and Andrew. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Shout out. It's, it's Candyman. Candyman for you, Andrew? Yeah. I think Paranormal Activity scared the, the shit first one? out of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. Probably couldn't watch it again. Funniest movie you've ever seen? What about Bob? Great shout. Baby Thank Steps. You. Yeah. Billy Madison. <laughs> Adam's, what, is that Adam Sandler's? It one is. of his early ones? Yeah. Penguin. Very quotable as well. Mr. Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> I see what's going on. <laughs> the movie guaranteed to make you cry. Oh, Lion. Oh, yeah, with that potato. Holy smokes. Yeah, broke my heart. Awful. Oof. I don't know if I, if I cried at many movies. Do you not cry all the time now that you're a, a new dad? An emotional wreck. I nearly cried at that song. Did you? That was so touching. <laughs> nearly. Nearly <laughs> 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 Uh God, I can't. I can't think. You shouldn't bottle that up. You gotta let someone yeah, let out yeah. anyway. Like maybe you let it out in the form of song. Yeah. You might cry if you watch Countdown. Not, not, <laughs> not because it's emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Grant, Grant, we'll we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to it. Have you seen Lion? No, what's that about? It's great, you should watch it. It'll make you cry. It'll make you cry. A cold, uh, cold heart. Favourite movie quote? Um, it's good, this is our quick fire round. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Just yeah, the first yeah. one that comes to mind. Yeah. Of course but, I pee my pants. Peeing your pants is the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> Son, if peeing your pants is cool, then I'm Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Of course, had to be Jaws, of course. Both quotes from Jaws there, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of your cinema eating etiquette, what's your cinema snack of choice? Oh, I remember when we were rugby players, we used to have to bring like loads of sandwiches and stuff like that because we had to stay, yeah. I had to keep trying to keep weight on and protein shakes was kind of shite. So when I retired, it was like pick and mix. 
uh, mixing the Maltesers with the popcorn and big pint of Coke. Big pint of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big one. Full glass. Have you got any bigger street. pints? <laughs> <laughs> what do you go for, Andrew? Uh, a, pretty, a pretty straight bat. I'll go for giant chocolate buttons and a Coke. Or if I'm feeling a bit mischievous, oh. I might go across the pound shop, across <clears> the road, get some toffees. Sneak them in. <laughs> How do you sneak them in? Someone told me this. Uh, no one's going to sorry. No one's going to stop no. and search Andrew but Trimble to this local <laughs> cinema. Like he has tough on him. Yeah, yeah. 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 what well, I heard is like. a myth that you that the cinemas don't care if you bring food in. We're I, always trying to sneak them in, like we're trying to rob something. Yeah, they're like, but they're absolutely, you're fine. Yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think the general rule of thumb is like, don't bring in anything that will stink the room out. So don't bring in like a big bag of chips covered in salt and vinegar. Chinese okay. takeaway. Yeah. You can bring in your own sweets. I mean, they're not the biggest fan of it, but they're not going to stop you. But they will probably take your McDonald's away. Ah, okay, yeah, fair, that's fair enough. Yeah, fair. And I never went to much, um, much bother to disguise. <laughs> right. them in. I did see a, a sign, a picture with my with my face on it, with a wanted on top of it. Though. Of course. So I thought, right. <laughs> It's a bit suspect. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Probably not to read into that. Right? No, it should be fine. It should be fine. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. How should we treat people who use their phone in the cinema? Mm. What if you see someone? When you say use their phone. Like if like, you see them, like there's a range here, though. That's fair. Mm. Let's say. Well, we'll 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 go the range. So let's say they just like they're texting and like it's a full bright screen and it's right there in front of you. So annoying, man. Do you, do you say anything to them or do you just hope they put it away? I wouldn't say anything, um, <laughs> but it drives me mental, yeah, if someone is on their phone. Because like, right, if it's anywhere in your vision, you can kind of see it just totally takes from it. Would you react physically? <laughs> I, would, I would look over and I would read what they were saying and I would make uh, an assessment of how urgent it was. Right. Like, and if it was urgent, if it was like something important, uh, <laughs> I was, careful, that's what I was about to say. Uh, so you're grand, leave it be. Last time I was in the cinema, someone three rows in front of me, just far enough away for me to not like, yeah. put the head in. F throughout the entire film, just on Tinder, swiping. <laughs> like full screen, just like, yep, no, yep. I was going Did you consider creating a profile? <laughs> Immediately getting it Hates people on the phone. Um, I wonder, were they there on a date? Maybe they're already on like an awful Tinder. Oh, I was like, this is next one. This is next. This is good shit. That's a very subtle way of letting them know. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing if anyone in the yeah. cinema was on Tinder. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Have you ever like walked out of a movie? Uh, I walked out of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All right. Mm, did you? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that. Don't. 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 <laughs> Might be for the best. Yeah. Just yeah. Consider it. Have you ever walked out of this? Never no. walked out. Only at the end of the movie. The, I, the Lion King this summer drove me mental. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Thought it was just a waste of time. Okay. Lost <clears throat> all the beauty of the first one. Try, like, I love the Jungle Book when they tried to do, when they did the new one, but they changed it. Changed the characters. Christopher Walken as the, the gorilla guy was class or whatever, the orangutan. thing. Okay, this really? one's just picked similar actors to do a similar job, but like... Did a crap job, so. Lost mm. the magic for you? Yeah, did. Okay. Are you stuck okay. with it to the end? I did. I would never walk out in a movie. I don't yeah. think I ever have. And, and But it just went, it drove me mad, yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I've ever walked out of. Mm -hmm. Describe your sex life in a film title. And you can't say Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Parent Trap. <laughs> Twins. Uh, Twins. I'll go twins. Twins. Uh, oh, that'll take parent trap then. I'll okay. take your gag. Come on, you need no, no other one. I'm trying to think of another um, <laughs> marriage-related movie. <laughs> Four weddings and a funeral. Yes. Oh, and actually, on the most recent episode of House of Robbie, you were saying you're a massive Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, yeah, Andrew. Um, can both of you do your best Arnie impression? Um, okay. Um, selection of one-liners. Yeah. Um, get to the chopper! I'm a copy with you, Ed. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Don't do fuck with me? Don't do fuck with me? You're a quiet boy compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> you actually are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not a tumor. 
thanks for answering all the I questions. To, and I, do you ever see the, remember the old switchboard you oh, get yes. online and you could just press oh, all yeah, yeah, the hotkeys and all? E-bombs world. Ringing my dad, my dad. Yes, my dad was in the pub. And ringing him and just being like, oh, well, let me talk to your mother. <laughs> let me talk to your mother. <laughs> it's the Detective John Kimball. <laughs> and he's like, lads, I think Aaron Swastening was on the phone. <laughs> like, ah, we did that uh, at the under, 20s, under 21s World Cup. We were staying at the same hotel as um, South Africa, and they were in like a different lane. <laughs> and we called their room and we were like, I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> get to the chopper. They thought it was one of their coaches. They just didn't get it. <laughs> 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 oh, right. Good that was the longest lightning round I've ever yeah. done. Oh, yeah. so yeah. No, no, that was really. amazing. No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, so much phenomenal. process. Do you know what? We should probably just even review one film even quickly, like just because oh, it I is. I mean, here, I'd love to hear you do it. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> uh, there's one big major release out this week. It is, of course, Ad Astra, starring Brad Pitt, and friend of the uh, show, friend of the show, Brad Pitt. What's he like? Um, He's very handsome. Yeah, <laughs> still say. Yeah, he's 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 looking well for fifty-two. <sighs> he was on the show recently for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You can go and check out that interview. It's up in full, um, up on the Joe YouTube page as well, and from a couple of episodes back, himself and Margot Robbie mm. um, were on as well. So, um, but yeah, a lot of hype around this one uh, in particular because um, ahead of. Uh, the Oscars next year, and he's he's famously he's never won one. Nope. Um, and he seems to. I heard the other day he's just been talking about. Normally, ahead of the Oscars, the actors and the films producers they'll all go in this massive campaign to try and mm. get people or co not coerce people, but like encourage them to whip. vote. Yeah, mm. exactly. Just to whip <clears throat> up the support. And um, he's just been like, no, do you know what? He's over it's it. Fine. He's it's like, I let the work speak. What happens for happens. But um, that, that was very much like what he was uh, communicating in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Yeah, he that just kind of attitude. So chill, yeah, right? completely laid back. It was those uh, acid cigarettes. Yeah. He was on. <laughs> yeah, that's um, it, yeah. But yeah, but before we hear uh, Rory's review of Ad Astra, here's a little look at the film. This is Major Roy McBride. I'm attempting to reach Dr. Clifford McBride. This is Dr. McBride's son. Dad, I'd like to see you again. I remember we featured the trailer for Ad Astra as our big trailer uh, whenever it was initially released. Um, it looks Phenomenal, just looks gorgeous. Yep. Uh, brilliant Irish actress in there as well, Ruth Nega. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure. she just seems to only pick stuff um, that is like phenomenally good as well. And interesting. Picks, yeah, and interesting. Yeah. But um, so what's the film about, first of all? Brad is uh, an astronaut and he is told that his dad, who's Tommy Lee Jones, uh, has been missing and presumed dead for 25 years, who was also an astronaut, is actually maybe not as dead as everyone had been led to believe, and could be alive at the furthest extent of our universe, uh, and maybe firing a very dangerous weapon back towards Earth for reasons that no one's fully sure about. But the weapon's having like catastrophic effects on Earth, and everything electrical is getting completely smashed and ruined. Uh, so they figure since he's the son, maybe he could head out there and maybe talk his dad down from blowing the Earth up. That's uh, quite the task mm. to be set mm. with as well. Nice mm. that he's following in his daddy's footsteps as well. Rory hates the word daddy. Do you call your dad dad or daddy or what? Or father or pops? Dad. Dad. Reasonable. Um, <laughs> I call him by his name, Mick. Mick, right. Yeah. Good friends. Hello, mm. um, <laughs> yeah. older hey, man who lives in my house. <laughs> um, yeah, I go with daddy, so obviously that doesn't... No. Fly. No. I, do wonder though, I, oh, I do wonder when my kids will stop calling me daddy and call me dad. That would be a normal transition. Maybe around the same time when you go from wife fronts to boxers. That might be the same. <laughs> They're possibly affected once. You never, you're still in wife fronts. I'm still there. in wife fronts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so maybe that explains daddy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so is the hype. <laughs> is, there, is the hype. Worth it? Uh, y y yes and no. Uh, Pitt's great. It mm. looks amazing. Uh, it's 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 got such a really good uh, sense of like making 
the world believable. Like you do believe people are living on the moon and on Mars because he's he set it up in such a way that it's like it's not uh, it's not like Minority Report where it's it feels like the sci-fi is so much in the future that it's you're like well that that's it just seems made up. Like he's got it grounded and it's it's mm. it's it's really believable. Um, the problem is is that the whole the whole metaphor of the film is that like he's missing his dad. Um, He's he's still following in his, da- in his dad's footsteps, obviously because he's an astronaut as well. But there's like a hole in his heart where his dad's love should have gone, and no one can get close to him because he he's never fully understood how to love people properly. Uh, and because of that, Brad Pitt is like super cold and distant, which then makes the film super cold and distant. So like you're looking at it, you're like, this is great. I don't really care though, because mm. you just everything's so icy and clinical. Uh, which is just like it was the opposite problem that Interstellar had. Because remember, Interstellar was like, uh, "Oh, love can travel across yeah, the universe. Yeah, love yeah. is so powerful," and it was so kind of twee and over the top and super sentimental. Like he actually went into the fourth dimension to talk to his daughter through a book that's or something. The, that's the one that made me cry. Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar made you cry. Yeah. Quick fire, bang! It's the first thing I thought because like what they did was with the, with the making it. Quite. Uh, what, how did you phrase it? Where it was, you felt like it was modern, or but, sorry, what did you say there a second ago when you, it wasn't futuristic like Minority Report. Oh yeah, not it, too like, far. Like it's too far. Yeah. Yeah, believable. Believable. Yeah. It was very relatable, I suppose. Mm. Interstellar, and and I love that about it. But this is way darker, is it? Or it's just. It's a bit. It's very like somber. Yeah. It's very it's taking its time to tell the story. Very very like it's. It's trying to be emotional without anyone showing any emotions, which right. is weird. And then in the middle of that, there's like huge Armageddon-y like sci-fi action set pieces. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Uh, so the tone of it's a bit all over the gaff. But it, it, there's so much to like as well that you just, it's impossible not to recommend it. But I just wish there had been like one one bit where like, oh, that's my way in. Okay, that's how, yeah, that's how yeah, I can yeah, feel yeah. for Brad Pitt. Yeah. But uh, like he's great in it, but because he's so called distant, he does it too well. Yeah. We're like, all right, well. What about uh, Liv Tyler's in it as well? Barely. Barely. Yeah. But like, because it's interesting to see Liv Tyler in another astronaut space movie. Yeah. So shame, shame, shared universe with uh, Armageddon. There's a clip there with her faces in the camera, and it looks yeah. exactly like that from Armageddon. But I like to think it's all the same guys uh, from Armageddon are in this one as well, just in another <laughs> part of the world. And. Like Tommy Lee Jones has already gone to space in Space Cowboys as well. He has, yeah, yeah. And Donald Sutherland's in there, who's always freaked me out since Backdraft. Right. Remember, did you ever see Backdraft? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. No. Creep me out. Who was he in Backdraft? He was the fire. The, he the, played the fire. <laughs> yeah, really good. He actor. was the serial arsonist. <laughs> was his was it was it Kiefer Sutherland not in Backdraft? No? He was as well. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, him and his dad. <laughs> I won't talk to you when you like this. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> How's Ruth Nagy in it? She good? She's good too. Yeah, she again, she's not in it much. It's very uh, episodic. Like he, he goes to the moon, he meets some people, he goes to Mars and he meets some people, he goes uh, further into mm. space and meets more people and then he makes his, tries to make his way towards his dad maybe be still being alive. So you think Oscar for Brad Pitt? I'd say he'll definitely get some attention for best actor for this and best supporting actor for Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and it will get a lot of technical stuff as well because it, it is really nice to look at. Uh, and the music is fantastic as well, actually. There's there's a, there's, there's an awful lot to like. Love. Yeah. Uh, and I've I seen it as well on like the biggest screen I could find and that okay, was that, yeah, that yeah. helped a lot. And the sound mm-hmm. as well was, was fantastic. There is, I really do recommend it. Yeah. I, I realise no, it's slightly more negative than, yeah. I, than, yeah. I, than, yeah. I, than I intended it. But there is just, I, I just wish, I had expected to cry. And right, I didn't okay. cry. Were they afraid of being too like Interstellar? Maybe that they, they did that. I uh, possibly, yeah. Like, and again, when you when you, if you do go see it, there's there's just some stuff, and you're like, oh, I wish you had done this instead of that, because it seems like such an obvious decision to make sure that you do cry, yeah. <laughs> and they steered away from it. So okay. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, at Astra, and I presume everyone's. You wanted to be sad Astra then instead. <laughs> Brad Astra. Brad Astra works mm. well. Yeah. Dad Astra. Opal Astra. Opal Astra, all of these. <laughs> Can't wait for the entire Astra cinematic Cinema, universe yeah. there as well. So that is released this week. Uh, so do go see it. Um, I think I'll go and see that this week. Yeah. You should. I have to go and see it and Hustlers as well. Definitely Hustlers. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Have you seen Hustlers? Um, the Jennifer Lopez stripping movie. Oh, I heard it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah. Oscar for Brad Pitt and yeah. Oscar for J Lo. Best stripping. Yeah, best stripping. Perfect. Better than um, Barbara Wire. The witch. Better than Barbara Wire. <laughs> well, actually, now that you've <laughs> rekindled that in everybody's uh, imagination, <laughs> forgot that film existed. We'll know it's we'll know yeah. it's God's good if you yeah. can come back and write a song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you feel moved to write a song about it. Um, right, it's almost time to wrap up the show. To finish up, it's time for the big competition and. Uh, this week's high clue. I want to say a big congratulations to uh, our winners from last week. We have tickets to give away to the Irish premiere of The Goldfinch, um, which is directed by uh, Irish director John Crowley. Crowley. Of course, the guy behind Intermission and Brooklyn as well. Brooklyn made um, me cry. Brooklyn made you cry as yeah. well. Do you not cry at Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, I did. But, you know, I cry at everything. You do. Yeah. He does. So uh, I want to say a big congratulations to Alan O'Donoghue, uh, who bagged himself some sweet, sweet tickets to the Irish premiere of that. I want to say hard luck to Brian O'Carroll, uh, who was so close with his answer. But first of all, do you know what? We'll just we'll bring up, we'll bring up last week's high clue very quickly, um, if we can get it up on screen there. So this was Lars and the Mean Girl. Sparks fly between rowing pair, letter writing bird. Now, Baz and Andrew... Uh, did you get a chance to look at the at yeah. the high clue, or like, does it make any sense whatsoever? <laughs> or you both have a bit of a puzzled look in your face, but I can answer any questions you might have at this point. What's, what's the answer? <laughs> what's, what's the answer? I was about to say, except for what's <laughs> the except answer. For, except <laughs> for I'm not allowed to say the answer is. No, no, you can't. Well, you as know? we were saying, I know, to, yeah. as in, oh, you do find you know? Out or you worked yeah. it out. You worked it out. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know at home, the haiku <laughs> is basically, it's a three-line film riddle uh, in the form of a haiku. Japanese haiku, which ties in perfectly with the World Cup. Oh. Boom. Meant to be. It was always meant to be right here now for this moment. Um, so, uh, yes, last week's one. Lars and the Mean Girl. Sparks fly between rowing pair, letter writing bird. And Baz, what do you think the answer is then? Uh, I thought it was rowing pair, no? It can be read either way. Yeah, that's what we had. We yes. had a. I thought that's what you were doing. No, it can be. It can we be had a, we had a full well. on argument about I was, this. Last I was. That's on the great. Show. I keep double meaning. <laughs> yeah. So I thank you. Yeah. Double meaning. Yes. They were the ro- problem with that is that you have to pronounce it both ways. I know. They were but rowing was, and rowing at the same yeah, time. Exactly. So what was yeah. the answer? The notebook. The notebook. It was the notebook. Let's just double check though. Yes. <laughs> face is amazing. I've never point. seen the notebook. Oh. Never seen. So I cried at that. If, sorry, Jesus. If yeah. we put up the, uh, you cry a lot. I think. I think here are eight songs I wrote about the notebook. <laughs> um, if we get the the high clue up there, just uh, very quickly, please. Uh, Lars and the Mean Girl uh, was a riff on Ryan Gosling's film Lars and the Real Girl, mm-hmm. except in this case it's Mean Girl because Rachel McAdams, mm-hmm. his co-lead in the notebook. Um, is one of the mean girls. Sparks fly between rowing or rowing pair because they're rowing and they're rowing in the in the film. Sparks fly because of their romance, but the notebook is based on the Nicholas Sparks novel as well. Wow. Oh and then the final he's, line. He's good at this. <laughs> yeah. The final line is letter writing bird. Uh, letter writing because I wrote you every day. He writes to her every day of the year, and her evil mommy takes all her letters and hides them. Nasty What's woman. What's that lady's name again? Um, oh, I can't. Evil, evil mammy. Such a good evil, such yeah. good evil face. <laughs> she really she? is. Yeah. Uh, letter writing bird, because his name is Ryan Gosling. Uh, Didn't get that now. Um, but the key scene, one of the key scenes in the in the movie, um, Rachel McAdams pretends that she's a bird. She's like, I'm a bird and you're a bird. Say you're a bird. And he's like, I'm a bird. So there's a lot of bird stuff in there as well. So all together, the answer was... The notebook. They're very yeah. good at them. Well so, yeah. um, well, he also writes them, so he knows the answer. <laughs> so I, that's that's why I get the you answer like that because I think of the answer first. <laughs> um, but as as I said, I want to say congratulations to Alan O'Donoghue, but also hard luck to Brian O'Carroll, who was so so close with his answer, and he went for the notepad, <laughs> which is a different form of stationery. That's, different, that's, different that's kind the of Windows desktop version. Of <laughs> yeah, that's like a rip-off version of the notebook, the notepad. Uh, and bonus points to Paul Hayes, who, um, I quote, his answer was, it's a bit obvious when you think about it, but the answer is Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. So <laughs> if, you're, if that's what you're seeing, Paul Hayes, then all uh, more power to you. Happy days. Uh, so... Last but not least, this week's high clue. As I said, we do have more tickets up for grabs for the Irish premiere of the Goldfinch. So send us the correct answer to this on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, it'll be up on Joe as well. But here goes. Pens at the ready. Uh, Jewel. 
precedes Jaws, Junior Doc's Raft of Escapes, Hearts and Minds for Stones. So that one more time. Jewel precedes Jaws, Junior Doc's Raft of Escapes, Hearts and Minds for Stones. Uh, for everybody who's listening, Jewel, the first word is D-U-E-L. Uh, the middle line, Junior Doc's Raft of Escapes. Doc's is Doc, D-O-C, apostrophe S. And the final line, Hearts and Minds for stones, mines is M-I-N-E-S. And uh, did we do a syllable count? Is that, it, it always has to be five, seven, five, like the haiku. So Jewel precedes Jaws, Junior Doc's Raft of Escapes, Hearts and Minds for Stones, five, seven, five. That's what Sorted. I, that's Sounds what good. I, Sorted. That's what a, is that so, what a haiku is? That's what a haiku is, five, ah. seven, five, yeah. Um, <laughs> I explained the haiku to him last night. Now. What did you say? I said, ah, do you remember in Wayne's world when he goes, Garth, that was a haiku. It's like a, it's like an anagram. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally that's, wrong. That's exactly it. Yeah, pretty much. Not a mention um, of syllables. Yeah, no, nothing. No. Nothing. Um, to do it so uh, everyone's going to try and get the correct answer to that. Uh, any idea what it might, what it might be? Anyone? I know. I think I know it. I'm okay. Just gonna keep okay. Stone. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Would you like to write <laughs> it down? You're like, like I'd rather read, not. Don't I'd read rather read not write it. I'd rather keep it right up here. Yeah. <sighs> no. No. I think you've scribbled something. Is that right? That is the correct answer. Oh, okay. oh wow. Can I have a look? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure you have you can win the tickets cool. as well if you get the right answer. You can go into the competition. Um, listen, that's pretty much it for, for this week. It's been an It's eclectic, been a roller coaster. Oh, mix of everything. Um, down we're going to be in the edit studio for a couple of hours, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Um, I want to say a massive thank you to Rory, uh, to Jermid and Paul behind the scenes as well, Ian for uh, the beautiful set build. Thanks to our sponsors, Omniplex Cinemas as well. But uh, I want to say especially thank you so much, Baz and Andrew, House of Rugby. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us, lads. Yeah. When are you going to have us on House of Rugby? That's yeah. Because we have to cross-pollinate the Absolutely. sports nerds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to fertilise yeah. the sports nerds. We've got a live show tonight, so you'd be welcome to come along. Yeah, I'm there, 100%. Roy? Mm-hmm. 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 No, I'm blanking on them saying <laughs> Sorry, there's no room. When there's a, when there's a, a fi- there'll be a film made about Ireland winning the World Cup, and we'll get you on to review that. Can I just say, like, um, I like rugby as well. Is that allowed? No, I can only stick to movies. It's just one or the other. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Make up your mind. Okay, don't forget to subscribe to both shows, but if you're picking one, this one. Okay, see you next week. Bye. You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. See it all with my Omnipass.